0: This week in the parish of bourses and market structure, ICE moving some CCP out of London. The European Union kills crypto privacy at the same time as messing around with clearing house access. Restructured Tokyo trading begins. Johannesburg Stock Exchange enjoy a spectacular private launch. And FTX invests in the Flash Boys Exchange, IEX. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 139. A Reuters exclusive this week by the fabulous Hugh Jones, ICE are considering relocating their London CDS clearing to Chicago. The European Union's constant bickering with London post-Brexit has fundamentally destabilised the business case for derivatives in Europe, making the US appear the more flexible pro-business choice, said one Patrick L. Young in that particular Reuters article boy, I say. The sense of mutually assured destruction in the European Union's approach to nose cut-off repo to spite faces all round is looking very real as apparently the folks at ICE ponder sending some of their CCP business to the USA. Meanwhile, in a week of curious messaging from the European Union once again on the Clearinghouse issue, where they are a morass of contradictions, to put it politely... The DGCX's house, the Dubai Commodities Clearing Corporation, has received renewed recognition as a third country CCP by ESMA. Ladies and gentlemen, DGCX's Clearinghouse, the DCCC, absolutely deserves this recognition. But remember this for a few years hence when the Europsychosis dictates that the London Clearing Houses will no longer be equivalent presuming the European Union doesn't, of course, indulge in its frequent habit of conveniently ignoring its own outpourings. DGCX is a perfectly sound business and possesses a perfectly good clearinghouse. It is recognised, but according to the current crazed dogma of the European Union, all the London CCPs at LCH and ICE have to struggle to be recognised or will be struck off if the doctrinally blinded of Brussels are to be believed. That's because the European Union doesn't understand, or doesn't want to understand, economics, free markets, free currency, and indeed appreciate that Brexit was as much of their making as it ever was a British democratic movement. Plus a change, as they say in Dagenham Essex, I suppose. Then we got the final sting-in-the-tail notice for the week. The European Union widened access for US exchanges and clearinghouses to investors in the bloc, as Reuters noticed. Adding, in the Reuters article, a move which contrasts with Brussels' intention to shut off clearinghouses in London in 2025. In the valley of the deranged volume umpteen, Mad Maraid, that's Maraid McGuinness, the European Union commissioner for these things, noted these decisions are in the interest of the European Union. We want our capital markets to be better integrated with other international markets. Well, yes... But if you're going to cut off London, the most cosmopolitan financial centre in the world, the largest multi-currency clearing centre in the world, this amounts to little more than an EU suicide note by opening the floodgates to alternative CCP's, so long as they are not in the Brexit UK. That is unacceptable and a simply perverse point of view. Worryingly, potential perverse points of view could be raised this week over the holy hoax NSE Colo fiasco. The new SEBI chairman, which as you'll remember is a practitioner from the banking community the first time this has happened in SEBI history, is likely to be questioned on the NSE scam by a parliamentary panel at the same point in time. While this chairman is looking to be called to parliament to discuss the holy hoax Colo Farago at NSE, the Indian regulator themselves launched a panel to strengthen the governance of stock exchanges. Notwithstanding the arrival of the first ever financial practitioner at the helm of SEBI, the truth is this is an ingrained anti-free market organisation, riddled with the worst suspicions of socialism as to how growth works through commercial interaction. It's a very worrying moment as the NSE holy hoax colo shenanigans give SEBI a chance to roll back on any vestige of recent liberalisation. True, the composition of the committee could be far worse, but it's still a huge concern let's hope that sebi can come up with some sensible benchmarks for the organization of for-profit exchanges in the future great news from south africa this week the johannesburg stock exchange's private placing platform attracted more than 342 million us dollars in investments in its opening weeks Absolutely fantastic news altogether. Over at the Japan Exchange Group, they've opened an Osaka head office, but that's actually a minuscule amount of what they've been doing. The Major League restructuring was on during the course of this week, and finally we have an all-new singing and dancing look to the Tokyo Stock Exchange. At the same time, we also had some great news on product with JKM, that's Japan Korea Marker, futures on the energy business being launched via the Platts benchmark on Tokom, which is also now a subsidiary of the Unified Japanese Exchange. How will the Tokyo Stock Exchange's biggest revamp in over 60 years work out? Well, time will tell. Some call it long-awaited. That's certainly true. Many have called it largely symbolic. Let's see how this pans out. And indeed, will the Topics Index, used by the Japan Stock Exchange, find a broader audience with its multi-year reconstruction, having long been dwarfed by the Nikkei 225 and the public imagination? Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. This week in results in the parish, the Nairobi Securities Exchange. They're distributing a record dividend, but at the same time, profits were down 21% to $1.15 million during the course of 2021. Nonetheless, they had a very highly encouraging daily equity turnover rise up 74% during the course of the year. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at 200 US dollars per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me patrick at derivativesvision.com. One new market this week, Slovenia and Serbia will establish the first regional power exchange, ADEX. In deals, it was a busy week for deals. In the parish, all the deals were in Exchange Invest Daily, the newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. For the sake of this podcast, let's look at some edited highlights. Binance US say they're on track for an IPO. It'll be exciting to see how that can possibly work out in the future. Perhaps they'll actually manage to find themselves a physical headquarters in the meantime. Equally, possibly the much more exciting news as it was a deal right in front of us. FTX, they're expanding yet further into the US marketplace FTX US and IEX are joining forces to help shape market structure for digital assets What an exciting investment. FTX are buying into the Flash Boys exchange in a crypto trading push. IEX will build upon the company's existing market structure and regulatory principles to safeguard the best interests of investors and the public at large as the digital asset securities market emerges and grows to reach its full potential for US participants. It's a very interesting move. IEX clearly need to keep their high standards while FTX invests. It's not that we see anything improper per se with the SBF vehicle of FTX, but there is a clear derivative envelope push going on in the three-dimensional world of exchange-traded derivatives. And that push and clearing is certainly a cause for some concern. Meanwhile, the SIX exchange in Switzerland, they've completed the acquisition of the remaining 50% stake in Regis TR that they did not own. They bought that from Deutsche Börse Group to become the sole owner. And the Nairobi Stock Exchange, as well as announcing their results this week, they mentioned the fact that they're eyeing stakes in other East African stock exchanges, having recently bought a 4.9% stake in Tanzania's Dar es Salaam stock exchange, the DSE. And indeed, they're already looking at a stake in the Ugandan stock exchange. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, there's still time to pick up a copy of my latest book, Victory or Death, Blockchain, Cryptocurrency and the Fintech World, if you're looking for some reading. Whether or not you're in lockdown or now possibly you've got the opportunity to get on an aeroplane and go fly somewhere, what could be better than reading all about the future of blockchain, cryptocurrency and the fintech world in an easy read? Victory or Death is published by DV Books and is distributed by Ingram Worldwide. Don't forget, while you're waiting for your copy of Victor Death to arrive, check out our live stream Tuesday, 6 p.m. London, 1 p.m. New York time. It's the IPO video live show. IPO-vid, you can find it on YouTube. We are going live on at 6 p.m london time that's 1 p.m new york eastern time on tuesday and we've got a fantastic guest ply that's patrick l young myself who's on the microphone at the moment is going to be meeting patrick young and no it's not another ama it's a completely different realm of interview all about financial literacy and much much more stay tuned coming next tuesday at 6 p.m london time that will be our latest show is already streaming online. Sonara bringing trading solutions to life. A very lively discussion we had too last Tuesday with Hamish Adurian. Find it on youtube.com, IPO vid. In crypto land, well, it's a bit of a bubble alert, I fear. Binance signed a partnership agreement with the Recording Academy of America to become the first ever official cryptocurrency exchange partner for this 64th annual Grammy Awards and Grammy Week events which are taking place as this podcast is being recorded. Elsewhere, European Union lawmakers have backed a new series of tracing rules for crypto transfers. In essence... What it means is that where originally the thought had been that transfers by crypto of more than a thousand euros would have to be recorded, in fact, lawmakers within the European Parliament last week voted to scrap the de minimis threshold, meaning all transfers would be in scope. Well, hashtag zero shock, as we said in Exchange Invest last week. That privacy notion within the EU amounts to annoying cookies on websites and little else. For all other transactions, it's transparency to tax everything in the Sisyphean socialist superstate. True, these cross-party compromises need to go to trialog, but the EU doesn't miss open gold chances to over-regulate anything. Ultimately, as Brian Armstrong of Coinbase put it, the EU's new law on unhosted cryptocurrency wallets is anti-innovation, anti-privacy and anti-law enforcement. Or... As one might say isn't that merely normal operating procedure for the european union itself very good article this week in the washington post well worth a read why users are pushing back against the world's largest crypto exchange as the washington post article notes despite its distributed and still mostly unaccountable corporate structure Binance probably faces significant legal headwinds its decline as the world's preeminent crypto exchange could be as steep as its rise Watch this space ladies and gentlemen there's certainly something very interesting going on around the Binance environment Exchange Invest is the daily must read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets We invite you to join the exclusive group of board bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at 200 US dollars per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me patrick at derivativesvision.com. Product news this week. Trading in over 30 Hong Kong listed firms were halted on delays in results this week, mostly developer stocks. Over at the LME, the Hong Kong Exchange's subsidiary, the LME board, are going to evaluate lessons from the nickel halt. They made a joint statement with the FCA and various regulatory authorities this week. And indeed, in the wake of the nickel fiasco, as the South China Morning Post put it, the world's metals trading hub is grappling for its mojo after an unprecedented trading snafu. The naughty step was inevitable, and already we've seen more non-executive directors. One short-term move to be added to the board of the LME, with a lot more likely to come as a full-on inquiry goes into the depth of what's been going on with the LME's recent meltdown. Regulation news this week. The CFTC have issued an order of registration to FEX Global PTY to permit direct direct trading access from the USA. That's terrific news for FX Global, the Sydney-based futures market run by Brian Price. Well done to the good guys down under making a competition in the futures market. Equally, the uh, CFTC is looking at expanding its authority to regulate crypto for less than a 10% budget increase. Perhaps that Incredibly reasonable, cost-effective proposition was what drove Gary Gensler to say that the SEC and the CFTC should be exploring a shared role over crypto regulation. In career paths this week, the former Hong Kong exchanges head, Charles Lee, his latest venture has raised some 70 million U.S. dollars from a series of Hong Kong tycoons. His venture is going to invest in Chinese small firms. The project was first funded by Lee and Zhang, the CEO of Hong Kong-listed Oriental Patron Financial Group. Meanwhile, all the very best to Chris Fix, the CME Group's Managing Director and Head of Asia-Pacific, has announced his retirement after serving at the Financial Derivatives Exchange for close to seven years. And in Big World this week, well, more worrying news from the EU, alas, where the fiscal parameters known as the Maastricht Cr- Criteria, start again, known as the Maastricht criteria which set member states maximum deficit and debt levels at three percent and 60 percent of GDP respectively well it looks like they're going to be dumped. Historically Germany expected everyone else to behave on these numbers while it twisted the rules to its own advantage and thus France just shrugged it off as an Anglo-Saxon joke and the Italians well, you get the picture. Let's not run through all 27 nations. Anyway, Spanish socialist MEP Elder Guardiazabal Rubial, who's a report, a rapporteur for the draft report on the implementation of the Recovery and Resilience Facility, has let the mask of any form of fiscal responsibility in the Eurozone slip, returning to what she blithely referred to as the golden figures of 3% and 60%, being completely out of reality with a world where the European Union hasn't stopped Russian aggression leading to a Ukrainian war and, of course, we all know the European Union's Eurozone is rather something like a festering fiscal emulation of Krakatoa awaiting its 1883 eruption. We now need debt flexibility. Hmm. Debt flexibility is apparently key to the European Union, they're saying. Well, hashtag good luck with that. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young, a the founder of Exchange Invest, the daily bulletin of the bourse business, building exchanges the world over with our day job. I wish you all a great week in blockchain life and markets. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.